Personal growth is a really important subject that probably just about everybody in one way or another spends a lot of time thinking about and concentrating on. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus tells some parables that um, they're about growth. I guess they're not really about personal growth in the way that a lot of times we think about it, which is usually like a financial thing or a career thing or a physical fitness thing or a relationship thing or something. Jesus is speaking about soul-level existential growth as a human being made in the image of God. And in the first parable in Mark chapter 4, which is kind of like the iconic Jesus story, it's called the parable of the sower. He tells a story of a sower, a farmer, who went out to sow seed. As he threw the seed, it landed in different spots. Some of the seed landed on like pavement, essentially. Jesus calls it the wayside soil. You can imagine like dirt that's been packed down so tightly that it's practically like the sidewalk or pavement. Of course, the seed didn't grow. It just landed. Birds ate it. Boom, it's over. Other seed landed on ground that Jesus describes as rocky soil, which doesn't necessarily mean it was full of pebbles and stones and things, but actually the idea would be that there was just a really thin layer of soil on top and there was rock underneath. So because of that, the seed got in and it grew, sprouted up really fast, looked good, but it didn't have any depth. So the roots couldn't get down and actually sustain any kind of growth. So once the sun comes out and scorches it, boom, it's done. Then the third type of soil that Jesus pictures is soil that it's growable, it's open, there's some depth to it, but there's all kinds of other stuff. In other words, the seed lands and it grows, but there's also weeds, there's thorns, there's a bunch of other things. The soil is divided. And so even though the plant grew, it couldn't really make anything long term. And then the last type of soil that Jesus describes that this seed that this sower sows would land on would be good soil, rich, deep, open, soft ground that the seed could penetrate, get the nutrients that were required, and grow up and actually produce a crop. All right, so what's the point of this little story that Jesus tells uh, that you find in Mark chapter 4, and it's also in Matthew 13 and in Luke chapter 8 for what it's worth if you want to check it out? Well, uh, the disciples wondered that. Actually, in Mark chapter 4 and verse 10, it says, As soon as he was alone, his followers, along with the twelve, began asking about the parables. And you can imagine them saying, Jesus, we don't really uh, we don't really get this. What's the deal with the horticulture analogy? Or is it an analogy? Are you giving farming tips now? Is that kind of your thing? And Jesus was saying to them, To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. But those who are outside, they get everything in parables. These stories that are sort of ambiguous, they're metaphorical, um, they're not terribly clear. And actually, Jesus says it's on purpose. So that while seeing, or thinking they see, they may see and not perceive. And while hearing, they may hear and not understand. Otherwise, they might return and be forgiven. Jesus was telling the parables in order to distinguish those who were really seeking him and those who were not. In other words, Jesus told these stories so that some people come and ask, hey, what are you talking about? And those were the people who really wanted to know. Those were the people who really wanted to grow. Other people were pretty much satisfied with where they were and where they stood on things. So they just shrug their shoulders or maybe scoff a little bit and walk away. Jesus said, I'm telling you these stories in order to separate those who wish to grow and those who think they already know all that they need. Now, he goes on to explain that he wasn't talking about dirt. He was talking about people. Some people are hard, just like that pavement. 
they can't receive anything. Some people are shallow. They receive things. They get excited about them. But once it gets kind of tough to process things or to follow through, I'm out. I'm done. Uh, Some people, they're not hard. They're not shallow, but they are divided. Just like that ground that had lots of different weeds and thorns and things of that nature. There are people that have a lot of different things pulling at them. Jesus describes it this way in verse 19. He says, The worries of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And that's how a lot of people live their lives. All right. So how do we become what Jesus would describe as the good soil? The soil that actually produces something. Or maybe put another way, how do I grow in the ways that God intends for me to and that would be good for me? Well, here's a few things. First off, growth happens with the Word of God. Jesus says that in uh, in verse 13, excuse me, verse 14. He says in this little story, the sower sows the Word. By the way, what that means is if the sower sows the Word, then the sower isn't just anybody. It's Jesus. This is sort of an autobiography that Jesus came sharing God's Word, proclaiming the kingdom of God, telling people how to live and how to know God and how to be with God and how to serve God and how to please God and love God. And some people were just hardened. They said, we don't want to listen to you. Forget about it. Some people heard it and they got excited. But then once it got hard, they got out of there. Some people heard the word, but they cared about their money. They cared about their worldly allegiances. They cared about different things. And they just couldn't really commit fully to the word of Christ. But, of course, there were some people, frankly, usually the simple people, the lowly people, the people that didn't have much else besides Jesus. They were able to embrace what he said, to receive it, to actually not just hear it but accept it, verse 20 says and actually produce something as a result. Growth comes through the Word of Christ. You can try a lot of things. You can go um, exercise a lot. You can develop yourself in your career. Um, You can be really gifted and talented. You can be really knowledgeable. You can download every single book that tells you about every single thing. And by the way, all that stuff's good and fine and actually can be really advantageous. But it's not going to make you grow down in the depths of your soul. It's not going to spring anything up that really will cause you to live now and forever apart from the word of Christ. That's why Jesus began and ended his little story starting uh, at the beginning of chapter 4 and then again in verse 9. He said, listen. And then we got done with the story in verse 9. He said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear because growth happens through the word of God, which we receive through Jesus Christ. Now that is the key though, isn't it? It's not just that the word magically uh, pierces into your soul and punches through and forces itself upon you. The word of Christ only works whenever you, as verse 20 says, accept it and bear fruit because of it. Maybe to put this a little more bluntly, the word of Christ is only effective if you respond to it appropriately. Uh, If you had a financial advisor, if you have a a life coach, if you have a psychologist, if you have... um, somebody who's advising you financially or in your health or a doctor or whatever. They can tell you good stuff all day long, stuff that could change your life for the better. You also can ignore it. Um, You can do it for a couple weeks, and then once it gets hard, go back to your old ways. You could pay attention to them, but also pay attention to three or four or five other 
um, competing ideas. If you do that, it's never going to produce anything. The only way anything can actually be produced in your life is if you respond appropriately to the wisdom that you receive. So let me challenge you on this. First off, are you even, point one, are you even reading the Word of Christ? Do you even listen to the Word of Christ? Do you even pay attention at all? But secondly, how do you respond when the Word of Christ is presented to you? If you don't accept it, if you don't embrace it, if you don't let it make something in your life, then it won't mean anything at all. Whether or not you grow from the Word of Christ all depends on how you respond to it. Um, You know, there's a couple other stories in Mark 4 about growth. Starting in verse 26 through verse 32, Jesus tells two stories about seeds. Kind of he zeroes in on this, this farming analogy. He says, you know, that farmer who farms the seed, he plants it and then it grows up, but he doesn't really know how. He doesn't know when. He goes to bed, he wakes up, and he does the farmer stuff. And then one day, boom, some stuff starts coming out. And then, bam, it grows a little more. And then, pow, you got something that's been produced. And it's awesome. But it's something that's kind of incomprehensible. Another surprising thing about farming is how uh, seeds turn into something way different than what they first appear. Jesus says, I mean, look at mustard seeds, for instance. They're just tiny. They're the tiniest of all the seeds. But when you plant them, they grow into, and the text describes it as a tree. Probably if you saw it, you'd think of it as a really overgrown bush. But the idea is it's this huge plant, not a tiny, tiny little thing like the seed might indicate, but it turns into something huge and tremendous, so large and so uh, substantial that birds of the air can come and make their nest in it. So here's the lesson, I think. Growth in the Word of Christ, when you respond to it appropriately, growth will happen. It can happen for anybody, if you're willing to respond appropriately. It will happen. But it'll happen in ways that you would never expect. Sometimes growth is imperceptible. Sometimes growth is incomprehensible. How did that happen? And by the way, this happens on a personal level, right? You start reading the Word of God. You start praying. You start seeking God with all your heart. You start obeying. And all of a sudden, times when you used to fly off the handle with anger, you're self-controlled. Times when you used to give in to sexual temptation like pornography, you don't give in anymore. You're a kind person. You're gracious to your coworkers. And you think about the needy more than you think about yourself. And you're someone who's uh, all these kinds of great things that you would have never thought possible. How did this happen? Kind of like how the farmer plants his seed and it just comes up. And he doesn't really know how it happened. It just sort of happened one day because he was doing the stuff he needed to do to make it happen. And you'll see that growth happen in a way that it starts out tiny. You know, it's just one little temptation you resist. It's just one little act of kindness. But then just like that mustard seed grows and grows and grows into something tremendous and and impactful, If you let God's word, if you let God's things, if you let God's ideas, if you let God's spirit saturate your heart, it'll grow into something bigger than you could have ever imagined previously. By the way, uh, you'll note in verse 26 and verse 30 of Mark chapter 4 that Jesus says, how should we picture the kingdom of God? Now, what that can mean is one of two things. It could mean Jesus saying is kind of like what I just said. Hey, how does the kingdom of God change people's lives? How does God's power and authority influence people and change them for the better. It also could be that Jesus is speaking on a more global scale. How does the kingdom of God grow? It seems like something insignificant. It seems like something that would never work, and yet it does, and it has. I'm not sure which one it is, but I know the lesson here 
is that God makes things grow, things that we would never have thought possible, things that sometimes are imperceptible to us. God is working if you let it, if you have ears to hear and you listen to the word of Christ.